This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 19-inch. On this episode, we interview John Gorley and Zach Carruthers, the founding members of Portugal the Man. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave, nice job pronouncing Portugal the man. Thanks. I put the period in the right spot. I'm so happy. <laughs> what an amazing theme song. We cannot forget that the Grammy-nominated Jim Kimo West wrote and recorded our amazing theme song. So thanks again to him. Dave, can you believe that we talked to Portugal the man this episode? Yes. John Gorley and Zach Carruthers. They are the two founding members of Portugal the Man. They've been with that band since the beginning. When you think Portugal the Man, you think John and Zach. And we found out that they are huge Weird Al fans. Their song, Feel It Still, is just like, you can't go anywhere without hearing that song. And it's such a great song. It broke the record for most number of weeks on the alternative songs chart at number one on Billboard. It was also their first entry on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. It reached top 10 in 18 countries, and it received a Grammy for Best Pop Duo Group Performance. Live in the Moment, another amazing song, along with Feel It Still, were remixed by none other than Weird Al Yankovic. I know, he did an amazing, I mean, they're amazing songs to begin with, but he did an amazing job on these remixes. I will just listen to them on repeat, the two of them, just on repeat for hours at a time sometimes <laughs> they're so good i've actually done that i've actually put those two songs on repeat and listened to them on my drive home i need al to remix more songs <laughs> i think <laughs> he's got a talent there he could make it in this music business i think <laughs> <laughs> i think he's got a, a good uh, gig there if he ever wants to go into just remixing songs <laughs> <laughs> Are you ex as excited as I was when talking to John and Zach? They're not like just casual Weird Al fans. They are like super fans. These guys like live and breathe Weird Al. And, you know, I we knew they were fans going into the interview, but they really just proved themselves as super fans on, you know, a completely insane level. So, so excited for everyone to hear the debut of our interview with Portugal the Man. Very excited to welcome... To the podcast, the Grammy Award-winning, multinational, amazing band, Portugal the Man. How's it going, John and Zach? What's up? Yeah, we're good, man. Just hanging. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us, man. We're excited. Actually, I'm still in a bit of shock that this materialized. John, do you mind if I share the circumstances of how we connected? Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. So I'm on uh, Reddit one night. I'm looking at the Weird Al subreddit and I see someone post, tell Al Portugal the man says hi. So just on a whim, I, I messaged uh, that account and was like, hey, if this really is Portugal the man, I would love to have you on the podcast. And five minutes later, I have emails from <laughs> you guys and your management and we, we got it set up and it, it's happening. <laughs> I know, right? That's Reddit, man, bringing everybody together. That That's so cool. <laughs> I've, I've seen uh, stuff online where, you know, people will be discussing, you know, the music of Portugal the Man or discussing the lyrics, and one of you guys will pop in and clear up a lyric or something, and then guys will disagree with you, and you write back, and you're like, well, I wrote it, so. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my favorite part of Reddit. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's such a good, good place. Like, we have a really, really nice subreddit. And I mean, just everybody's chill. It's cool. It's it's nice to be able to interact and kind of explain things and go over it. Like I, I like being able to interact with people on that stuff. Do people freak out when they realize that you know it's you guys actually responding and, and reading their posts? Uh, sometimes, usually, it's the trolls that kind of freak out the most. <laughs> like they never expect you to respond to anything, and and I think that's so funny. Like, if you have an opinion, that's cool. You know. You don't like it. That's fine. I don't like lots of things. What is like a, a an example of like a crazy thing you've responded to or gotten in a conversation with? Oh man, I God, there's there's so many to think of. That's mostly John's thing. He's the guy who likes to <laughs> likes, uh, likes to get on the internet more. I'm the more uh, what is it IRL guy? 
<laughs> I hang out. I hang out at bars next door venues, and I cover that fan base. <laughs> and uh, just because I'm a terrible typist, um, man. Honestly, it's it's really funny though to read when just anybody will say anything bad about us. Those are always the funniest. <laughs> They'll write a bunch of bad things about us, and then John will respond to it. And then uh, a lot of times they flip it pretty quick, or they hold their position and argue, which I got to respect as well. Right. But either way, it's like, <laughs> uh, you know, of course we, of course we see everything. Right. Of, uh, they're just, sometimes you never know if they're just uh, trying to get our attention or if that's actually how they're feeling or both. Now, if you could just talk to every person who has negative feelings about the band, you could flip all of them into fans. I think that's a good thing that you're doing. Exactly. It's a, it's a pretty quick flip, man. <laughs> that's why we've gotten as far as we've gotten. We just talk people into liking it. <laughs> Straight to the Grammys. <laughs> now, speaking of the Grammys, the Grammys, are, I'm sure, are really nice. And you guys, you know, having the hit song with Feel It Still and Live in the Moment are sure nice. But I got to think that, did you guys just feel that these songs needed more accordion? Oh, every song does. <laughs> yeah, pretty much every album we've made said that Al needs to come in. We got to get Al on something. And it just hasn't hasn't panned out yet. Hopefully the whole new album will just be all accordion. That would be really cool. Once again, we just keep trying to talk him into liking us. <laughs> So obviously Dave's referring to the Weird Al remixes of Feel It Still and Live in the Moment that came out last year. How, how did that happen? How did that come to be? You know, we, we had just talked about it. We had just played with Al on the Bonnaroo announcement and at Bonnaroo. I guess it was 2013. Mm -hmm. it's, it seems like it just happened. But yeah, I think it was after a kick drum. We, we were playing Fallon and we, get, we had a kick drum made that said, Weird Al changed my life. And and he, he cleared it and everything. And I think in that moment, we were just going over who's going to remix something. And of course, Al should remix something. I mean, he <laughs> does it anyway. His focus are all remixes. Yeah. Once again, we asked the power of the internet. John's really good at that stuff. You never know. Right. And it's trying with anything. You don't ask. The answer is always no. It is funny. He originally he thought he was remixing a different song. So we ended up getting two two remixes out of it, which was great. It's still my favorite thing we've done. 100%. What was the song Al was supposed to remix? He's supposed to remix Feel It Still, I believe, right? And then... Yeah, I can't, I, can't, I can't remember if it was the other way around. I think it was the other way around. Uh, he was supposed to remix Live in the Moment, but we wanted him to do Feel It Still. And it just, he had already done Live in the Moment, so we did feel it still after that. And luckily he was chill with that. <laughs> Thanks again, Al. Was there any part of you where it's like you send him this thing and then he does it and then, you know, he does a second one where you're just like, can we just keep sending him tracks and maybe we'll get a full album <laughs> remixed by Al? The thought crossed our mind. <laughs> you know, we didn't want to overstay our welcome. Uh, we didn't want to be punishers, right? Uh, but yeah, of course, we would like we would like him to do everything we've ever done. Um, but yeah, we don't. We're, we're, yeah, we're trying not to be. Yeah, we're trying to play it cool, man. Right. <laughs> what was the process like? Uh, was there like a, a back and forth and, and rounds of review, or is it kind of give Al free reign? Oh no, we 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 let him do whatever we wanted. It was kind of funny. Then he kind of asked what we, uh, you know, what kind of thing we wanted and. Obviously, we're kind of hoping, you know, obviously hoping for a polka, but we also, we just, we just wanted him to do whatever he does or whatever he wanted to do. And so, um, yeah, no, we're not going to, we're not going to tell out what to do. We just, we just want him to uh, <laughs> have fun. And he's good at that. Yeah. You know, he was heading out on his tour, like doing originals. And I, I think our, our stance on it was like, Al should do whatever he wants to do. Like if he wants to do something different, like go ahead and do it. You know, it's it's more about Al just being a crazy musician. I mean, him him getting on stage with us and jamming so American with the band, he is. <laughs> I mean, he's absolutely incredible. I mean, it's not like you can't tell by listening to his music. I mean, he can replicate anything. But I mean, he is he is a fantastic musician, and that's all we wanted on it. Like we just wanted this guy who plays everything so well to, to come in and jam. So what was it like performing with, with Al up on stage? I don't think I've ever had more fun on stage. There are, there are pictures of this and people, our manager in particular references that all the time. He's also a giant fan, but uh, the smile that I had 
<laughs> when he came up on stage and was playing with us was bigger than my head and uh, didn't really fit on my face. And uh, man, like I knew it was happening, but I still just couldn't believe it was happening. You know, you know what I mean? It's kind of a hard thing to explain, but uh, just super thrilled. Like I was saying, I don't get starstruck. We meet a lot of cool people. And uh, yeah, meeting Al was, uh, was probably the most starstruck I've ever been, I think. <laughs> Was that your first time meeting Al when he uh, performed with you at Bonnaroo? No, it was. Uh, we met him a, a couple weeks before at the uh, the Bonnaroo announcement. Like they do, they do an announcement online and have this big show. And Weird Al was doing like announcing the show, so it was, it was a whole. Um, it was like an hour long special online, pretty much, where they announce all the bands in like really fun ways. You know, Clearly without it, did a bunch of games out of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And during that, we played as his backing band, we played one of his songs, and then he came up and jammed with us. And we were both playing Bonnaroo, obviously. And so we kind of brought that up and he came out and did uh played just shredded accordion with us. <laughs> yeah, the funniest thing about the 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 Bonnaroo moment was there was a point, and I think it was before we even knew we were playing with Al. We just, it was just like an interview question that you get when you get signed up for Bonnaroo. They asked who we were excited to see. Yeah. And we said Al. You know, like, it's like, this is our chance. We get to go watch Weird Al play. This is the coolest moment ever. And we gave this big <laughs> interview about, like, why we want to see Al. And we ended up playing with him. And then it just came all, it all came back around when we got to Bonnaroo. Al saw that we had written that. And kind of responded with that, jumped up there with us. That's so cool. So was it a surprise yeah. when he jumped up, or was it kind of like known for a little bit? We didn't think he was going to do it. I mean, I, I threw it out there. I just said, hey, if you want to come up and jam, <laughs> just pop up. <laughs> and he, uh, hey, he showed up, man. <laughs> Al shows up. Pretty cool. So you guys are obviously big Weird Al fans. I'd like to know a little bit how you got into Al's music. Like, was your your first song, your first album? your first experience with Al. I mean, we've been, honestly, I've, kind of, I've been a fan as long as I can kind of remember. Like, maybe a little bit before I could remember. <laughs> I mean, I definitely got to by my older cousin. And so, I know that that was a thing. And, you know, like, like most kids, just blasting Weird Al all the time. I and mean, that's how we found so much music. And, um, but my, my favorite things were probably like, oh, God, I, don't, I can't even place it it was just my entire childhood and up until now i mean i'm sure a lot of people are like oh yeah i used to listen to weird al all the time we always say like no we don't used to we straight up still do yeah that's dave and i <laughs> totally that, that, <laughs> oh, totally yeah, understand the greatest it. man like we say it in interviews all the time yoda is better than lola totally <laughs> It just is. I would say any Weird Al parody is better than the original, without exception. <laughs> that, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, we have it on record. You guys agree. <laughs> now just try to talk him into doing a parody of one of ours. <laughs> that is the ultimate goal, right? Make us better. Make us better, right. please. <laughs> what song would you want Al to parody, if you could pick? Well, I mean, you, you have to do Feel It Still. That's just the one that it would be. Yeah. Um, and that's the beauty of his, his songs. I mean, part of me getting into Al was I grew up in Alaska. My dad was a dog musher. My, my, both my parents were dog mushers. Wow. And we kind of grew up on all the music that they brought with them. So it was everything like pre-70s, pretty much. Like I grew up on like Motown and, and Soul and the Beatles and I mean, all this stuff. And discovering Al was like, I, I didn't even know there were other versions of these songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, our, our neighbors listened to Weird Al, and that's like what introduced me to pretty much every everything that I listen to now. Like, he was my gateway drug. Totally. <laughs> it's like, it's like he, he was like our first music that was ours. You know, we had, there was, you know, right when you're kind of figuring out, you know, when you're coming in self-conscious and, you know, realizing that you are a person. And so there was like, you know, there's like kids music that's just there. Right. And then there's your parents' music and their friends' music. And then Weird Al is that bridge between. That's 
yours when you're realizing who you are. Right. And then you get into all the things, you know, then you get into things after. Yeah, it's totally, it's, it's gateway. It's, uh, it's incredible. It's just a connecting piece during your extremely formative years and still, and still does. Honestly, if I, if we're, if, if Al comes up in conversation and this only maybe happened, I think once that somebody said that they didn't care for weird Al, I just don't care for them pretty much. And I like everybody, <laughs> but if you don't like or don't get weird Al, I just like, I'm like, man, you're just, you, you're not fun. You don't like fun. It's such a great barometer for someone's personality. Oh, absolutely. I want to get back to Feel It Still, Al doing a parody of it. Have you thought about what the parody could be, what some of the lyrics could be? Oddly, no. And I don't, and because I I am horrible with puns. I'm not horrible. I'm like, I'm pretty good at it. And I really <laughs> annoy every one of my fans and everyone I know. And so, but for some reason, like when it comes to that, I don't want to jinx it. And so I haven't put any time into thinking that because I don't even want to think about it. If it ever happened, I would just love to be completely surprised. So no, I'm going to save that one for him when he eventually <laughs> caves and does this one. <laughs> the power of positive mental attitude, that PMA. <laughs> Do you have the same opinion, John? I think so. You agree with that? You want to let Weird Al kind of like we don't want to, we don't want to come up with an idea for him. Like obviously we come up with kind of funny things, but for feel it's still a parody idea. Yeah, no, you want to be surprised by it. You want him to do his thing. He does what he does, and yeah. he does it better than him. Yeah, I, I think that's a very valid answer. You know, you don't want to mess with you know his genius. You don't want to influence you know or sway him in any way. Exactly. And I'm getting out of trying to say anything funny right now. It's kind of a win-win for me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I want to roll back again. So we were talking about how Al just makes music better. Would you say that Al's remixes of your songs, did they make the songs better or did they make them different? How do you quantify that? Better because Weird Al. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was such a weird moment. Like, I mean, I just remember when he sent the songs to us and... I couldn't stop smiling. I mean, that capped everything off. I mean, I grew up singing along with Mr. Postman, and that, that is the melody in, in Feel It Still. That's the chorus melody. Mm-hmm. And right. so, so I get to experience this cool thing every single night we play that song. Like, I get to play Mr. Postman. And Al bringing his thing to that track just, I mean, it took it straight to the top. Is that the same week that we got the Beavis and Butthead thing? Yes, oh he was. So get a load of this week. It was my birthday week too. Wow. And we got in the same week we got we got two polka remixes from Weird Al and then we got Mike Judge brought Beavis and Butthead out of retirement to do Beavis and Butthead did an intro video for us for Coachella. Wow. And I got those same we got we got those same emails in like I think the same weekend. <laughs> And it was like, it was kind of of too much, man. (laughs) Is that when you just are like, I, you know, I cannot progress any further. I just, I need to quit. (laughs) I need to become a plumber. Oh, for sure. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm on the downhill and I'm, (laughs) I've I've lived a full life. (laughs) One thing I love is when Al parodied the president of the United States of America, of course, parodied Lump with Gump. He ends the song with, and that's all I have to say about that. And now the presidents, when they perform Lump, they end the song with that. Oh, <laughs> Is there anything that Al put into the remixes that you guys have, you know, adopted into your version of the song? We haven't, but we thought of one like we totally will. I think. Uh, <laughs> 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 like, gosh, like what do you say on that thing? The oh, oh my gosh, I can't oh my believe gosh, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> that killed me like, when I heard that. He said, oh, my God, I can't believe my eyes. He said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe my eyes. <laughs> yeah. that, that is amazing. So funny. Another so, interesting story, just random weird out fact that you guys might like to know. Uh, God, can't remember his name, but the singer of Survivor, the guy who wrote Eye of the Tiger, 
he wrote a bunch of like all the songs for Cheap Trick. I was randomly at a at kind of a conference for the the um, School of Rock, like the national competition where all these kids fly in from all over and they do a big festival or it was at a big festival and they get a bunch of like celebrity judges. I'm air quoting right now, even though it's a podcast, but <laughs> I'm not quite, you know, celebrities they can afford, you know, cause it all goes towards the kids. So they don't get anybody, you know, huge. They get people like me, um, <laughs> but I was in there and we were riding on the way to the conference and I was talking with that guy who's just, um, just a character and clearly an amazing song I wrote, I had the tiger. And I asked him about what he thought of, uh Raya the Kaiser and we sang it together in the back of the in the back of a van writing to this thing like singing Raya the Kaiser with the guy who wrote Eye of the Tiger while he was wearing like a purple leather jacket that said Eye of the Tiger on it. It was it was uh another one of my Yeah, yeah, I can die now. <laughs> that wasn't on my bucket list, but if I had known that that was an option, it would <laughs> So he knew the lyrics? He knew the Weird Al lyrics? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was pumped. He's he's a huge fan, too. I mean, dude, no matter who you are, when somebody, um, maybe somebody's gotten mad, I'm not really sure. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, no matter who you are, when that happens, like, that's that's huge. And that's a, that a big thing in your life, no matter who you are. That means yeah. that you, that your song is something that you've created has gotten to a big enough status to where Weird Al, even if you don't like the parody, um, you know, your song got there. That's a whole different level. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've seen uh, artists say stuff like that. They didn't realize they made it until Weird Al did a parody of their music. Oh, absolutely. So I guess I got a little more to live for. But I don't know. He did two remixes. That's pretty good. I gotta I say. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Fingers are still crossed. Though. I, I guess I have a little bit of a technical question for when it comes to the, the remixes. Do you, how do you send out the songs? Is it like, do you send different tracks with the different instruments and the, the vocals? How does that actually work? Yeah. Yeah. We call them stems okay. in the, uh, in the, in the industry, in the biz. In the biz. <laughs> we also call business biz. <laughs> so yeah, for layman's terms, you know. Uh, yeah, it's basically you bounce down when you track a, you track everything separately and everything is either, you know, lined in or through a specific mic, everything's separated. And so you send a, a giant file to where you can mute different things. When he plugs it into a mixing board, he can mute different things. So he can just take the vocals he can take bass, do what, you know whatever he wants. But obviously, he redoes all the music, and so he uses the vocal stems. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he just re-recorded everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh really? That, I mean, that's what it's that's a, Yeah, that's what he does, man. Like, he just his band is like, I mean, unbelievable. The stuff that you know, the things that they've covered, the level of musicians that they're you know doing a parody of, like they're all just so talented. Yeah, so so like it, just looking at it from like a musician's perspective, if somebody does this all the time, like you think about like phrasing is so important and pocket is so important when it comes to recording music and playing music together. And it's not something that's natural to everybody. You know, some people might be able to play one type of music and hit that pocket mm-hmm. and that's kind of their thing. It's It's rare when you find somebody who can just, I mean, they can literally play anything and and nail the pocket and nail the phrasing and have personality. And it's it's a really impossible task for a lot of people just in the music that they play. Have you guys ever, you know, stretched into, I, I don't know what pocket means, but have you stretched into other pockets and <laughs> have you tried doing other types of music? It's like swag, if you know what that means. <laughs> Or if, uh... Yeah, yeah. If you could imagine how cool the Kinks are, like, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty cool band. And and it's it's hard to hit the same feel that somebody right. who's naturally okay. just cool. I mean, that just shows how naturally cool Al is. <laughs> but you know, like like you can take two beats that are essentially the same, 
beat technically like you look at it on paper like just a drum beat you know you're like all right snares in the two and the four and let me get a little technical here but like you can have two different beats that are pretty much the same but you just walk different like you walk different to the intro of billy jean than you would walk to uh like staying alive they're the same beat pretty much but like they just have a different like swag to them that's like pocket <laughs> yeah so, so as difficult as this is to explain al is already doing that you don't even have to talk about it. <laughs> so are you guys uh you mentioned that you know you had talked to al while he was uh, getting ready for his his vanity tour are you guys going to get to see al at all on tour uh yeah we're going um as far as i know um we're going back in portland i think it's on like the 16th or 17th of August. I can't remember the exact day, but he's playing at Edgefield. Our buddy, an original member of the band, actually did the posters for him, uh, completely unrelated. Yeah. He's a really good artist. And oh, he's wow. doing like all the posters that Al's been commissioning are just so incredible. And so uh, um, our buddy, who's really good. It's, it's crazy, man. It's, uh, it's our original keyboard player. Like, the, the guy we started the band with is doing a ton of the posters for this tour. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so wild. <laughs> so you guys are just like, yeah, your DNA is just weird Al. Totally. Was he still in the band when Al did the remixes? No, he hasn't been in the band in a long time. We've been a band for ever. And, uh, <laughs> he hasn't been for a long time, but he's still a very, very close friend. And pretty much the reason that John and I ever met and became friends as well. So, Wow. Old school. Wasilla, Alaska, back in the day. Woodshop. So was he heartbroken that Al remixes the song after he's left the band and now he's able to kind of like get some of that back by doing the tour posters? Oh no, he's been gone for a lot of time. He he wanted he wanted to do other things and so he was just he was just happy for us. He's cool. <laughs> oh, it's great. I mean he, he left to to do what he does now, which is yeah. art and design and it's all things that we didn't know existed as kids growing up in Alaska. You know, we didn't realize graphic design was a job. And I, I think leaving that state and kind of being introduced to the, the lower 48, I mean, that's just the reason Wes took off to do his thing. And it's amazing that we both got to work. I mean, we, come, we both come from Wasilla and we both ended up working with Weird Al in, in our own fields. Like it's, yeah, that's how does that happen? Yeah, that is like maybe yeah, the craziest yeah. thing out of all of this is that you guys went in different directions and all paths lead to Weird Al. <laughs> the Alpha and Omega. <laughs> the beginning and the end. <laughs> have you guys ever considered covering one of Weird Al's songs? I mean, we have never, not live totally, but oh my God, I got my food delivery. What is that? <laughs> So Zach's going to step out and grab the food. Um, <laughs> Very important. <laughs> yeah, we have. Like, I mean, honestly, like our first, our first trips over to Germany, um, apparently like our, our album had, had done really well in Germany. And we, we had no idea. So our first tour in Germany, we showed up there with, with like 30 minutes of music with our, our first album. And we were being asked to play for an hour and a half each night. <laughs> and it was like for sold out audiences, our own shows and everything. And but part of what made us a, a much better band was playing in Germany. And I would I would start like kind of extending parts, like parts of our songs. And I, I would sing whatever song I was thinking of when I wrote, like whatever track it was on our on our album. Mm -hmm. And it was just our way of like eating up time. And I've, I've sang so many Weird Al songs over <laughs> our music just for the sake of like extending our set in Germany. Cause it was just, it, it's such a, it's such a huge part of me. I guess I remember all of those lyrics, you know, those are the things that popped into my head. Do, do the Germans, do they speak English well enough that they know what you're saying? Or do they just think this is your song? And they're not even noticing that these are Weird Al lyrics. Yeah, I'm sure they thought it was weird. I mean, <laughs> Germans are pretty weird, man. They, they they love their music. I mean, they're into the jam. I'm sure they had no idea what was happening. <laughs> no, that's been an amazing thing because my wife is British, and she didn't grow up with Weird Al. 
Like she didn't grow up with this. Her her stepdad is a big Weird Al fan because he got to spend time in the states growing up. Mm-hmm. But that's been a whole other side to this. Is like when he came out to to play with us for the Bonnaroo announcement. I just realized that you haven't heard any of this stuff. So we got to go back through all of it again and just showing her all this Weird Al music and her falling in love with it. And then, you know, my daughter as well. I get to show it all to my kids. What if when you were showing your wife Weird Al, what if she just wasn't a fan? Would that have been a deal breaker? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, 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 that would happen. You're going home. That's so cool when you get to see somebody, you know, hear music for the first time, especially like Weird Al's music. What was kind of your reaction to looking at them and what were their reactions to hearing the songs for the first time? Oh, she was cracking up. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, it, it is so ridiculous. I mean, that's just the only word for it, really. Like, it, it is ridiculous that he does this thing. And you don't even really have to be smart to to write these like write parodies, but he takes it to that level. Like he writes better lyrics than the artist he's doing a parody. <laughs> yes, I mean it's Bob. more thought yeah. out. Bob is insane. Yeah, but like, see, that is an interesting thing though, because one thing you know with kids showing them showing them Weird Al, but getting getting to show an adult that you're incredibly close with. That's that's kind of rare. I mean, everybody that we know in the states, obviously, you know, knows Weird Al, and so mm-hmm. um, you get sometimes people don't haven't listened to it since a kid. I got you know, I totally punished my girlfriend on a lot of long drives. It's like, hey, we're driving to the coast. I'm gonna listen to Weird Al the whole way. That's kind of our thing when we go out to the coast. I don't know why. <laughs> but, but that's totally our thing. Man, I gotta say, one of my favorite moments that I think I've ever had on stage outside of the Al, the Al moment was when we played Fallon, Quest Love's reaction oh, yeah. to the kick drum. <laughs> like he saw the kick drum and he just lit up. And finding out that Quest Love is a huge Weird Al fan. Yeah. That's fantastic. That like cool. you don't get much cooler than Quest Love no. from the roots. <laughs> <laughs> So where is the kick drum now? Is it is so it, interesting? Is it still in use? Uh, I don't. Not right now. We switch we switch them out for a lot of stuff. We do that for uh, um, we did that for a bunch of TV shows. So once again, we don't want to overstay our welcome and use it forever, you know. <laughs> but uh, we we switch we switch them out uh, every tour. I don't know if we have that one or if we sometimes we auction those off for charity. We all sign them and then. Uh, Honestly, I can't remember if we did it with that one or if it's in the collection. Mm. But uh, <laughs> but we'll we're gonna we'll do plenty of things like that in the future. We represent pretty hard. Yeah, I think I'm actually gonna take the posters that West designed, the wooden cyclops designed for out, and put those on some kick drum. That's right. cool. Oh, that'd be awesome. We always we always <laughs> represent where we come from, even if it doesn't make a lot of sense to somebody when. When I'm, you know, I'm talking about, I'm listening to the Wu-Tang Clan. Right now I'm wearing a Pantera shirt and talking <laughs> on a Weird Al podcast. <laughs> and those are my things. I'm like, I like the Beatles, I like Wu-Tang Clan, I like Pantera, Rage Against the Machine, and Weird Al, and Nirvana. And that's just, that's my life. That's how I grew up. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what I do. And it's funny with that. It's like seeing those connections. And that's what music is. That's what art is. That's... Um, and with somebody like Weird Al, that's where you get people that just come. I mean, us in, us in Quest Love, we come from very different backgrounds. It's like when we when you bond over something like that, like Weird Al is such a connecting piece to so many people. Yeah. Has anybody made you laugh your entire life? I mean, that, like, yeah. how rare is that? Right. It, yeah. I mean, and so consistently putting out really good music, it's I mean, just from the good music standpoint, there's not a whole lot of artists you can look at that have had careers as long as he has. Consistent. There are very few artists where I celebrate the entire collection. And he's <laughs> one of them. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even like Metallica's. I only like half of their stuff. <laughs> Metallica. Yeah, he's so, he's so genuine. What was your first Weird Al album? What was the first one you remember hearing? Um, I think it was probably Dare to be Stupid, I think. 
the first one I bought though was off the deep end. That was the first one that was like mine. I got the other ones as gifts, but I think like the, the first one that I remember actually purchasing was off the deep end. Yeah, I think it must have been Dare to Be Stupid. I mean, because we all watched that Transformers movie growing up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had Dare to Be Stupid, but for some reason, I feel like it was my cousin's, and he just like. I don't even know if it was mine. I think he just let me borrow it, and then I never gave it back. Copy. <laughs> and then I got kind of, and then even worse. I mean, and then I, I had UHF, like the movie. I actually didn't have the soundtrack. I just had the movie. But then off the deep end was, when did that come out? Was that like 93? 1992. 92. Yeah. So that, that was, I bought that like, I remember I bought that like when it came out. So that was the first one I bought like really purposefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that and that was lose it. Mm-hmm. See, our, our neighbors had an like an older son. So like it just he would let us borrow that stuff all the time. I and mean, we didn't really have record stores like where, where I grew up. So I was just like borrowing this kid's <laughs> album. Speaking for Dave and I, we are two huge Weird Al collectors. We we collect any kind of media or print or anything that really is put out by Al. And one thing that's bugged me is there is no physical thing to collect for the Weird Al songs that you guys did. Is there any chance we could get a, a vinyl? You know what? I, I had actually, yeah, I was thinking about this not too yeah. long ago, actually. Like, probably before we would be did this event, I was saying to our manager, like, we should do a 7-ish. Like, we should do, like, 45. So, like, do something that's like very like just where music comes from like i want to be able to play it too like i want to be able to put it on in my house it shouldn't just exist digitally i agree yes <laughs> <it's called. laughs> well you guys know our info we'll, we'll be uh, yes we got to ask his permission technically right, right. but uh but <laughs> we got this <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna hold you to it. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna. I'm gonna clear off a, sh- a space on my shelf for it. Looking forward to it <laughs> right now. Deal. God, we're such dorks, man. Like I, every time I see Al, like get a Grammy or like have like this, like the the Hollywood star. Like I, I, I always send him an email to be like, hey man, congratulations. And every time he writes back, I, I just feel like I can't say anything after <laughs> after that moment. <laughs> like oh my god he wrote me back every single time and he does within like 10 minutes i'm like you're getting the star right now what are you doing we got like we got like an email christmas card or like happy holidays card from him and i i didn't know what to i know that it's just you know he sends it to a thousand people but uh it really made my day <laughs> i was like i didn't know how to i didn't know how to respond it's just awesome. <laughs> So I'm gonna know you're really familiar with Al's catalog, and uh, just put twist this the other way. I want to know which of Al's songs would you want to personally remix? Oh man, I like honestly, I like his. Uh, my favorite original was always the uh, uh, "You Don't Love Me Anymore." Is that the name of it? Yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah. I got to I'm like I don't know all the titles of it. There's that, and then um, honestly, that was. We're like trigger happy too, I think. Yeah. That one. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, we should do that. That should be a thing that we do. Oh, man. Let's make serious versions of his songs. <laughs> Let's make extremely not funny versions. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. All right. We're on it. We're living right. in the studio right now. We got to go. <laughs> I'm just going to build a new shelf. So whatever you guys want to put out, Al-related, we are going to buy it and we're going to love it and (laughs) keep it coming. (laughs) Awesome. Wait, Bob, was Bob an original? Yeah. Bob is an original. It's an original. It's kind of like bass. Like, all right, yeah, Bob. That's that, uh, the, God, the lyric in there, the (laughs) killing of, Go hang a salami on a lasagna hog. Same <laughs> backwards and forwards. I cannot believe that. When I first found out that, like when I first realized what it was, I could not believe the genius. Yeah, because it's a funny song before you even realize that. Oh, 
totally, yeah. <laughs> I thought I was like, oh, it's just like a Bob Dylan kind of like nonsense thing. And I know because we're like, you know, kind of a nonsense band. And, uh, <laughs> and then like briefly after, I kind of like realized that. I think it was like the, the race car or the Toyota thing. Yeah. I was like, yeah, somebody mentioned that. I was like, oh my God, the entire song. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was wild. So you guys, I mean, you guys do really fun stuff. Like um, looking at like your merchandise, you've got some really like interesting, funny things. Your music videos are like, really strange and funny. I, I saw like you, your your photo passes are, are nipples. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we change them all the time. We, uh, we, we don't take ourselves too seriously, but also take ourselves very seriously. We just kind of like everything. Yeah. And uh, we just try to be real. And uh, you know, sometimes we're angry. Sometimes we're funny. <laughs> sometimes we're heavy. Sometimes we're soft, man. I don't know. It's just a, uh, it's kind of a. I think know. that's probably the how in us. Like, oh, the, uh, you know, he takes these like serious songs, he makes them fun. And I, that's just always been fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. Bands that have, like, musicians that have fun and artists that have fun. We saw this, uh, there's a lot of things like, like the Beastie Boys too, and a big part of that, and Pantera. There's like, they're, you know, serious musicians, artists that have like huge things in our life, but they also, they just look like they were having fun and doing what they want. Right. And so that's kind of the whole thing with art is just doing what you want. And there's a really good, um, there's a documentary um, about about this artist called Wayne, uh, I think, called his Wayne White <laughs> called Wayne White his name was Wayne White um, and he did all the uh, he did all the all the art design like Pee Wee's Playhouse and stuff oh cool and he does really really amazing art and it's all but it's funny a lot of the a lot of the things because he has a lot of humor in it and he was talking in that documentary about how it's sad that you know a lot of art won't be considered, you know, high art if it has humor in it, which is ridiculous because out of all the emotions that you go through in life, you pick like the five biggest ones, like laughing is just as, you know, literally shakes the body just as much as crying. Right. You know, it, it's the same, the same thing, but for some reason, a lot of people don't take it Hey, I'm trying to use a different word than seriously, but nothing's coming to mind. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah, totally. And, uh, yep. I was trying to get out of that, but didn't know where I was going. But yeah, so that's one of those things that uh, you know we want to you know fight for because that is true. A lot of people don't think just because a movie's a comedy, it can't win an Oscar or something. It's just right. ridiculous. Right? Would you consider any of your songs? funny or, or comedy music to us right <laughs> not we, we have we put a private joke in almost every song but even if we explained it uh we just we just look like assholes not, uh, <laughs> it's not funny enough to explain right but we get a real kick out of it <laughs> You know, I would love to hear the thought process behind some of the the videos where it's just, you know, really funny, weird stuff. You know, is that kind of like, you know, your way to put out serious music, but still not take it too seriously? Yeah, kind of. Like, I mean, we're, we're like very into contrast. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's like where I find a lot of fun is like, it's just the contrast between like this serious song and this kind of ridiculous video <laughs> is really fun. I mean, the video for Noise Pollution was like my favorite video we've ever made. And I'm doing push-ups in a river and on an ATV. <laughs> and it's just so dumb and over the top. We just tried to play it really serious. <laughs> and I, I think there's, so, there's something so fun about that. Totally. And it, you know, it's just, once again, it's being real. It's being, it's being who we are. We like we're uh we're fun guys you know tell everybody <laughs> and but obviously like we don't take it too far like because of people like weird out you know like we if you look at our music yeah, we, yeah we'll, we'll have some sense of humor and in, in our promo shots in our in our photos or our videos something like that but kind of write serious music i mean there's already weird out we can't 
we're <laughs> right. we're not going to be as funny as him. You know, we we write. You know, we have a, quite a bit of protest and politics in our albums, but we're not going full Rage Against the Machine because there's already Rage Against the Machine. Right. And you know, we're um we're not that good at any one thing. <laughs> so we spread it out. Well, you know, like you know, and trying to finish dinner, but it's something you don't like, and just kind of spread it out. Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> With our art, we just we're we spread things out. Now you mentioned you do have some inside jokes in your songs. Are there any hidden owl references that we need to know about? Yeah, I can't remember them though. <laughs> I know we do somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I know we've done it. Like, I know we have. We've definitely done it. Like we, cause, because like the the first tours in Germany, I would sing the weird owl lyrics over our song. And so it oh, yeah. kind of like works its way in. Like it <laughs> kind of pushes up there. And, and I mean, that's kind of what I like about it. I like I like it naturally occurring and it just being like, I guess that lyric is a part of me. Right. Yeah, I can't remember what. There, there, there is definitely something in one of our older albums and I cannot think of what. Honestly, it's nothing that like, I'm pretty sure it was like a private joke. It's nothing that like, if you guys knowing every weird out lyric would read through it, like kind of pick out, it's kind of, it's like a personal thing. Like, uh, I don't know, like on that tour, we, one of the first, uh, I think it was our first Portugal tour. No, it was like our second or third, maybe, but it's very early on in our career, 2004. Mm -hmm. We got invited to an after party and we totally showed up and pulled right up out from the party. And we just, uh, we didn't realize that we were just blasting Weird Al. <laughs> like, oh my God, the band, like the cool bands here to, to party with. So we just like, well, like, hey guys, like, we're just blasting. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Complete accident. But I, I think it was something about that. Yeah. But I can't totally remember. I can't be sure. <laughs> So there's no like we have too many lyrics. There's no like secret twenty sevens hidden in your you know cover art or something. They're they're more subtle. No, but uh, but now that you mention it once again, we're in the studio and you guys are giving us a lot of really good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have a whole cover album of Weird Al songs. You're gonna have twenty sevens all over the place. You're gonna... We got a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think about it all the time because. Because we had such a big, a big song. Like, I mean, you you get presented like songs. Like, somebody wants to write a song for you, and every time they've brought it up, I say, why don't you just get Weird Al, man? Like, he knows how to structure right. songs. He knows arrangements better than anybody. <laughs> he writes brilliant lyrics. Like, bring him in. He should be writing pop songs. Yeah, can you imagine? That would be so cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll call him up. You guys are big Al fans. You said you're you're fans of UHF. I recently found out that until a couple weeks ago, Dave had never had a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. Have you guys had Twinkie Wiener sandwiches? <laughs> oh man, I I definitely did that. I, yeah, I think I did that. I'm pretty sure I did. I definitely did the mashed potato pyramid thing. Uh, Honestly, oh, yeah. honestly, I think about that scene every single time I <laughs> eat mashed potatoes as well. <laughs> this means something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I specifically, I remember the disappointment when I bit into the... <laughs> 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 like a hot dog and a Twinkie, that doesn't make any sense. Why did I do this? <laughs> Guys, what do you have to say to, you know, the Weird Al fans who are listening? You know, maybe they have never listened to Portugal the Man. Why should we listen to Portugal the Man? Because Weird Al <laughs> <laughs> That's a great reason. I don't have a good reason right now, but bet they don't but I get I bet they don't have a good reason not to. So, uh, yeah. dare to be stupid. <laughs> Well, Zach, John, what an amazing time it's been chatting with you guys about Weird Al. We cannot wait for your entire album of Weird Al cover songs. We can't wait for the the vinyl of Weird Al's remixes of your songs. I want the remix of uh, the Portugal the Man remix of a Weird Al song. Oh yeah, that's that's gonna come. We got <laughs> a lot of stuff on our plate at the moment, but we're gonna squeeze that out there as well. Oh, we all right. So 
Guys, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. That was, that was super fun. Wow. Thank you so much, John and Zach. I mean, these guys are huge, huge Weird Al fans. Totally, totally. Who would have thought that Portugal the Man's music was so influenced by Weird Al? I know. I'm going to look forward to those Easter eggs that they say they put in those songs. <laughs> I know one of them was a reference to Al, and I'm going to have to go track that one down. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I really hope that they follow through and they put out those songs that Al did on you know, a vinyl or CD or both. And I hope that they end up covering or remixing some of Al's music. I think that'd be so awesome. Oh, I'd love, I would absolutely love to hear a, a Portugal the Man remix of any of Al's songs. <laughs> Thanks again to Portugal the Man. You can check them out, of course, at PortugalTheMan.com and all their social media. And on iTunes, you can get, of course, the Weird Al remixes of Feel It Still and Live in the Moment. Yes, and know what else you can also find on iTunes? What is that, Dave? Our podcast. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. We're, you know, anywhere you can find podcasts. And you know what? It is so easy to subscribe on any of those platforms yeah you just click subscribe that's how easy it is i don't know how we can make it any easier i think the only way we could make it easier is if we actually came to your phone and pressed the subscribe button for you and we do offer that service but you just have to you have to come to us and then we will hit the subscribe button and we'll leave a five-star review and we'll leave a comment about how great the podcast is we'll do that for free you just have to come find us yes contact us and we will give you a mailing address to mail us your phone yes and you know of course put in return postage Uh, (laughs) and dave we are still every week we are releasing these bonus centimeter episodes that we recorded over the summer during our weird al journey yeah you know what they are so much fun to go back and listen to just to relive those concerts over and over again because we really do go into a lot of detail on these reviews (laughs) (laughs) yeah and if you listen to all of them or most of them you'll find some common themes and some inside jokes But, you know, I've talked to some people who like, you know, my friend, he wasn't able to go to the Forest Hill show. So he really appreciated getting to hear what he missed. And so he was able to go in and check that out. We've got so many more great reviews still to come. And of course, every Wednesday, we release a brand new full episode. You can also check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at 2000inch. And you can find any of our back episodes on 2000inch.com. We also have a Facebook group where... You can join in discussion about every episode and use the hashtag 2000inch on all your posts so we can find them. And don't forget, you can always call our handy dandy number 347-772-8852. If only there was an easier way there is, it's 347-SPATULA. And leave us a message any time of day or night, and maybe we'll even play it on the air. We want to thank all of our listeners who call in, and we want to thank all of our listeners who listen. So definitely subscribe. (laughs) Really, anywhere you can stream podcasts, you can find Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. Stay tuned next Wednesday for a brand new episode of Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. Episode 19 Inch. This only maybe happened, I think, once that somebody said that they didn't care for Weird Al. I just don't care for them.